I want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the Halo Talks 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to 1,000 by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on Chartable's top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the Halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC on location, San Diego, Ursa 2023, kicking off the podcast schedule. We're talking about ancillary revenue. We're talking about digital. We're talking about systems. And we're talking about digital revenue systems. Taylor, welcome to your first Halo Talks. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. So we are going to do a infomercial now on how to optimize your unit economics, which is basically all I talk about when I'm talking to health club operators and all the creative, interesting and turnkey ways that you could do that, that you might not be focusing on because you don't know the magnitude of the opportunity or you think it's not something that's going to you know, be working inside of your location. So give your background, how you saw this frustration how you're tackling it, and, uh, you know, we're going to riff from there. Yeah, um, so I started at University of Delaware uh, in the fitness center and all. was like an MOD and then also trainer and then got in the fitness industry a little bit later in life at a top 100 club and did membership for a while and also had the ability to sell uh, advertising on their digital displays to local businesses. That became very profitable, and you know, during that time, I always asked, like, you know, why don't other clubs do what we're doing? And um, that's kind of where digital revenue systems came out of. We we wanted to find out, or we we just really wanted to help clubs use what they already have, which is TVs, right. uh, in their facility, to better communicate to their members and and also help them sell better to their non-dues revenue sources. Now, when you take a look at the history, and I've been in the industry now. 23 years there used to be companies that would take over your signage and they would basically every month they would put a new sign in from like balance bar or mm-hmm. um you know uh, aquafina or you know whatever it was and it was like health club panel network and then there was Clubcom and net pulse and, and mm-hmm. these groups that said hey I'll, i'm gonna outfit your entire club, I'm going to do all the cabling, and I'm basically going to control your screens um, and give you a percentage of that revenue. At the same time, uh, you know, you're basically seeding that, you know, revenue opportunity where you're kind of coming in 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 a partnership position. So talk about what the typical pitch is on how you get someone on board, how many members, you know, does it get interesting on a size of the club or maybe any, any size of club or studio? And, um, you know, what are what are some of the concerns that people have that you kind of allay? 
Actually, the one of the biggest concerns that we always get right when we start talking about this is, oh, man, I, I really don't want advertising in my club. And I'm like, well, how many TVs do you have? And they'll say, yeah, 15, 20. I'm like, well, what is it showing? Uh, oh, ESPN, HGTV. I'm yeah, like, so a commercial the commercials are minutes. already on there. You're just not getting paid on it. <laughs> right, you know? right. Um, so what we do is we come in, we do a full assessment uh, and strategy. And, uh, and actually, the first question we ask all of our clubs is, what does success look like to you? Right. What do you want this to do? Because we've found lately that every club, even though they think they're the same, they're different. They uh, they all have their little nuances. Um, and we want to tailor our programs to them. So, you know, if, if advertising is not important, then, then, then we're not going to make it a, a big deal. Right. You know, if... Uh, if they want to just communicate better and, you know, have people not worry about reading emails and all, then we're going to, you know, push that. We're going to help with employee communication, put, you know, digital displays in the back office. Um, but really when we go in, it's all about the club. We want to push their PT, massage, their, you know, have people sign up for camps or things earlier, have them come to... 5Ks, do whatever it is. So are you designing, uh, are they saying like, here's the 10 things that are important to me, and then are you designing those digital, either commercials or just like uh, impressions or displays? Is it rotating? Yeah, we, we could do everything from still to video. Uh, yeah. We don't like to use sound because, you know, most places have either music playing or they don't have any music playing at all because most people are on their Bluetooth or right. their phones or iPads and stuff like that. So, you know, no sound. And again, we work with um, just trying to find out, well, what, what's best for you? Right. Um, if you think about, like some people say, oh, I don't want to do any advertising to my members. Like I don't want to, you know, detract from the experience. And then you look at like a NASCAR, you yeah. know, it's got like 50 logos on it. And then you look at the U.S. Postal Service and they have a white truck and they go through every community and they're not optimizing their asset, which is basically their exposure. So when you talk to a health club operator and say, hey, look, it's okay if we have a Nike ad in here. Like, that's not going to piss anybody off. No. Um, so where, where where's the appetite on behalf of, you know, if you take a look at, like, the top 100 advertising budgets, you know, in the country, or, like, let's say Dunkin' Donuts, you know, and they're, they're coming out with, uh, you know, uh, fresh, um, you know, egg wraps and, you know, egg bites and things mm -hmm. like that. They're like, well, when I go and you know, change the perception of a health club member to say, hey, look, you don't have to come in here and get a powdered donut. Like, get coffee and you get, you know, high-protein egg. Like, how receptive are those companies to pay up to get into a health club location at this point, or what inning are we in? Actually, most of our bread and butter is to the local places that are, you know, either serving breakfast, smoothies, if the, you know, location doesn't have a smoothie, anything. You know, anything that's not a conflict of interest yeah. when they come in, because the members are a captive audience. We've found that, you know, most people are there for 90 minutes. Uh, most ads that we have run three times per hour per display. And, you know, the nice thing is we, when they leave the club, we want them to go and experience the community around them. You know, it, you know, having Nike or having Chevrolet is great, but, you know, it's better to have Bob Chevrolet where they're going to actually buy their new car. Right, right. So when you go to those types of groups, um, let's take Bob Chevrolet as yeah. an example. You know, they pay a lot of money to get somebody to come on the lot, right? They might mm -hmm. pay 50 to to $100, you know, is that, that's what it's worth to them, at least, to get somebody onto the lot. Um, when you take a look at, 
the marketing budgets that those types of companies have, what give us an example of like the magnitude of a deal you could cut with a local auto dealership? Oh, we've done things from it would again, it all depends on the type of club, but we have clubs that are you know, a 30 second ad's 300 bucks a month, but then we have clubs that are a 30 second ad's uh, $1,250 a month. It really all depends on the type of member. It uh, really all depends on how long they're there, um, how many TVs are going to be showing uh, the ad. And then, you know, and we really have not had anyone balk at any of the higher numbers because they know who's there mm-hmm. and it, they know it's also a status thing. Right. Is there, uh, are these advertisers requesting how many members were in the club today? Um, you know, I got a QR code that I made up, you know, can you help me track this, this QR code and what my, you know, return on investment is? Are you guys managing that? Is that something that's being asked of by the clubs? No, actually, we, we help the, the uh, advertisers out with all that. Um, so with most of the clubs we work with, um, any new advertiser coming on, ad creation is included for the first one, at least. Um, we also talk to make sure that everything we're doing with them is on brand. Uh, we ask for branding guidelines, pictures, videos, and all. Um, but then we'll say, you know, to be successful, you need to look at QR codes, short codes. You need to look at a, a call to action where they know to, to call, uh, ask for Bob when you want to go buy your Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the other thing is we want them to change their ad up as much as possible because it does get a little stale. Yeah. You know, there used to be um, something called the entertainment book. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like a white book that had all the coupons in it. Yeah. My mom was awesome at that, by the way. Yeah. Game my mom system, too. Man, she was amazing. We have more cartoon, more cutout coupons than, I don't know. I feel bad that I don't use coupons myself. However, let's not make this about me. And my mother. <laughs> anyway, we can, but we can be a weird podcast. Dark very quickly. <laughs> um, and it is raining in San Diego, which is kind of like you know, doesn't never yeah. really happen. So, um, when you take a look at advertisers and their interest in the health club operator and being a part of that community, is there? Does this in, in some point in the future? Is there like a rewards? network that you guys basically have created through this local marketing engine that say, hey, look, for $99 um, uh, initiation fee, instead of me waiving the initiation fee, here's like $5,000 worth of benefits through my club. And, and also those people are now pressurized on the TVs and inside the club. And I've got basically like my built-in local reward system. I feel like you're also maybe sitting on that. Yeah. And actually, um you know, part of my uh, trip here too is to, and with Rex as well, um, is to meet some of the the um, rewards partners and stuff. We do, we have some clubs that use a reward system already. So we, in uh, the club we started at, we started our own reward system mm-hmm. where it was a, a premium membership to where, you know, they paid $35 extra a month to be a part of this premium. And part of that premium membership is, you know, free guest fees, um, you know, stuff with uh, having free hydro massage, you know. Um, but we had a list of probably 45 local vendors that, you know, you would show your card and you would get 10% off your bill, not including liquor. Yeah, uh, that's you know, awesome. Uh, free quote on, on windows and then, you know, two windows free and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's definitely in the cards and possibilities. So what, what percentage of, let's just say right now there's 50,000 health clubs and 150,000 studios. So let's just say it's 200,000 uh, doors. 
what percentage of those 200,000 are optimizing their inside digital initiatives? I mean, honestly, probably 15 to 10%. Yeah. It, you know, I think... I think people feel, or clubs feel sometimes, the barrier to entry is the hardware. Um, it, the hardware's gotten a lot cheaper lately, uh, especially even if you're doing commercial brand, um, which is, I think, better for the industry instead of going to Costco and put a, a consumer TV. You, commercial grade is so much better. You have a three-year warranty and all. Right. Um, so how many displays are you putting up in there or recommending them put up in well, the club? Well, I mean, it really depends on the club. We just did one in um, November, and they had zero. So we started with 15. Um, 15 actually, LED displays. Yeah, 15 65-inch um, wow, TVs. How big is the club? 200,000 square feet. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That makes and sense. then uh, actually uh, we yeah, one we, we did as well uh, was another 19 TVs. Uh, again, it's a... Uh, who's paying for that? They're paying for that as part of the install? Well, actually, we have a couple programs on that. So either, okay. yeah, we could pay for it and, and we get a little bit of a higher cut on the rev share um, or they pay for it and we just have our normal rev share. So. Got it. And how are you going about getting these local you know, sponsorships? Are you, are you leveraging their internal relationships? Are you mining their database to find out where people work? Where I feel like, and I said this phrase the other day, like, you can't have artificial intelligence until you have intelligence. So knowing where people work would be helpful uh, from a local advertising standpoint, mm -hmm. as well as, you know, what their motivations are, um, like deep down what their motivations are and what they're trying to achieve. Um, but when you take a look at a database, when you go into a, a club and you say, okay, let's get rolling, and, you know, they don't have the names of the, of the, the companies that their members work out, you know, do you kind of, shake your head like I do and say like, look, we got to get some information here and like no, get not a database really. to mine. No, or, I mean, we, so we have some emails that we work directly with the clubs with and say, you know, Hey, like for the, the club that had 15 new displays, Hey, this is a new thing for you. Yeah. Uh, did you notice all the 15 displays? Well, Hey, here's something that we're adding to it. If you'd like to have, you know, uh, your add on here or anything like that, we have a partnership now with DRS uh, here's how to set up an appointment with Taylor. Um, and out of that, we'll we'll get a lot of, of, you know, people coming in going, you know, hey, I own an HVAC company. Hey, I own sure. um, roofing company and stuff like that. I love that you're doing this. We've been trying to get in here for years. Right. Um, and then we really pride ourselves on becoming a part of the community as well. So we'll join one or two multiple, you know, chamber of commerce. Um, we'll offer stuff directly to them. We have a couple other software systems and stuff like that where, you know, we can see what's going on in the community. Where do people go? What's popular and all? Interesting. So, so give us a magnitude of, I got a 25,000 square foot club. You guys come in, you put in 15 LED displays. What, what kind of revenue opportunity does that equate to on a monthly basis potentially? I mean, without without putting you on the spot. No, putting you on the uh, spot. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, you know, demographic wise, if it's a sought after demographic, if it's not a you know uh, HVLC, even though we do work with HVLC, um, let's say it's a mid tier program. Um, they're seeing probably five to a hundred, uh, five hundred to a thousand people a day. You know, we'll probably price a uh, 30-second ad anywhere between $300 and $500. 
a month. Um, and are, most, you, are you putting those people on a 12-month, 24-month? What, what's the programming usually? Yeah, usually uh, it's funny. Uh, most people do either six or 12 months. But the one thing that, honestly, I learned from COVID is people are scared of long-term commitments. And I said, and I always tell them, listen, this is this is your part of your marketing budget. Yeah. If you think it's not working, we're going to help you make it work. We want you to be successful. Um, but if it's not working out, I don't want you to feel like you're obligated. But we only have a number, a certain number of spots per location. Uh, we only have a certain number of, we're only allowing a certain number of uh, clients per industry. Or, you know, uh, you know, maybe we'll only have one doctor, one dentist, or uh, two real estate agents. In a local market? In mean? the local market. So, you know, it's a little oh, bit semi-exclusive. I got you. For the advertising. Yeah. So, slots, you're gonna make them exclusive. Yeah, exclusive or semi-exclusive, and then right. uh, I and then I say, look, it's your spot until you don't want it anymore. You know, if you're in a relationship, do not ask for semi-exclusive because you might be entering a gray area. Yeah, but I'd say in digital marketing, yeah, it's a, it's a good selling point. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when you take a look at some of the large chains and the franchisors that are obviously trying to optimize their franchisees from a standpoint of getting in more revenue that they can take royalties on um, and also putting in their franchise disclosure documents and the FDDs, hey, here's how much revenue and here's how much cash flow are our franchises. What kind of receptivity have you had from some of the large chains that have franchisees about kind of pushing this down or mandating it? Um, or, or are those like the next, are those 2023 opportunities for you? Um, we've started going down the road a little bit. Um, you know, one thing that we've noticed with some of the franchises or, or corporate-owned locations that, that we've talked to that um, they want to give their, their franchisees a, a little bit of a choice. And I think us coming in more of the, as a trusted supplier and, and all would is better. Um, so if they want the opportunity, great. Um, you know, we always say, you know, if it's okay, we'll pilot the program for you. You know, we'll, here, here we'll add three TVs in there at, mm -hmm. you know, no cost to you. See if you like it. How many clubs are you guys in right now? So we're, <laughs> DRS started uh, January 2020, so we had perfect timing. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Like right so, before two months to, like, yeah. just take time and whiteboard yeah. out the business. Yep. So oh, uh, perfect. we didn't have our first appointment until April of 21, and then we signed our first client uh, August of 21. Got so it. we're in 12 locations, uh, six clients, and we're growing rapidly. Um, but we're doing it a little bit strategically as well. Yeah, so. awesome. So you got any, uh, you know, from, from going through this process and, and running a startup effectively here, even though you know that there's a big opportunity and the revenue's not far away. Yeah. Um, where a lot of startups are like, yeah, we'll figure out our revenue model later. It's pretty obvious what the revenue model is here and that you know you can capture it. Um, any lessons that you know you would tell your younger self when you started this, and or when you launched in twenty January twenty twenty, just you know like yeah, I wish I would have like I wish I did this in twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah, I wish I did this year earlier, like three years later, and yeah, or like what what are some of the things from your you know entrepreneurial kind of pursuits here that you would say you know lessons learned or or things that other entrepreneurs might be listening to say, oh, yeah, I, I, I go through that. I beat myself up about this, too. But, like, I now I learned it. Um, well, honestly, you know, mistakes, failures, or whatever, I don't. I just see those as opportunities. Um, you know, I know that's kind of cliche-ish or whatever. But, you know, one thing I, I would have 
said to my past self right when we're starting this is like, listen, you know, focus on the three to five specific clients you want and, and really look at their brand and build it specifically for them. And then don't, you don't need to rush to grow. Yeah. And, but now we're, we're at the point where like, okay, this is, this is good. We can grow now. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, and, you know, take the time, especially after COVID and all, just create more awareness, you know, so you don't have to sign 40 clubs. Yeah. Last question I have on, um, on the business side of this, are you seeing some of the local businesses that you onboard for marketing inside of a club? Are you seeing them reciprocate either with on the back of a, uh, receipt on a at a restaurant or a grocery store that they would say, you know, um, you know, we're we're a proud uh, affiliate of, you know, Pete's Fitness or mm-hmm. is that is that also something that you see like a natural evolution to this because people oh. used to put lead boxes everywhere and they don't do that anymore. No, I mean one of the things that we uh, we did a uh, uh, when we first started was, uh, um, you know, we always say, hey, you do you have VIP passes or any pass that we can give out to the um, advertisers so that like if you know if it's a real estate agent and they close a, a home yeah totally. you know here, here's a month membership on me if it's a, a car here, here's a five-day pass to to this club you know thanks for buying this car um so we've done that and we've made them look nice uh looks like nice invitations everything so you know it's a great way to get a uh, a prospective new member in and all so yeah. any uh we, we we tend to collect quotes so you got any good uh business or personal quotes or Anything to add to our inspirational library? Well, one thing I do love, and I'm not going to quote the whole thing, but it's the Tecumseh poem uh, about life. But the one of our new clients um, comes from a, a his dad started a really big company, and and their motto is growth through customer service, and that's just something I once I heard, I was like, yeah, that's us. You know, that's that's what I want. Yeah. And uh, so we want to grow by better serving our, our clients, both the club clients and uh, the advertisers. Awesome. Oh, well, thanks for coming on. Look forward to uh, getting this 5 to 10% of the industry up to 50 to 60%. And then, you know, everything kind of rolls from there. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the takeaway here is that you've got a member base. They're localized. They are interested in rewards, incentives, or promoting local businesses you're probably helping members you know mm-hmm. help their business grow which only benefits them from staying and feeling you know somewhat um you know uh you know aligned with you if you're helping them build their business they're less likely to cancel i would say if there's oh, yeah. an algorithm related to that somebody wants to write or i'll just say it and just say it's a fact <laughs> you can just second it but i think people really need to think about you know what brands want their members and, you know, in this ecosystem, there's a lot of money that flies around on creating consumer brands. And we've got the people to pressurize as first movers. So, oh, yeah. good stuff, man. Digital revenue systems. Uh, information will be in the show notes. And uh, get in touch with Taylor and get on board before it's too late. Yes, sir. Later. Thank you.